episode of Struggle Session. Uh, I'm Jack Allison. I'm Leslie the Third. Um, Jonathan is not with us today because he is actually. <laughs> we're not joking about this. <laughs> at he went at to podcast podca- school, <laughs> podcast college right now. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan uh, is off at podcast college to get his cert- certification as a podcaster. Um, so, you know, this episode won't be, but every episode going forward will be a certified podcast. Uh, Accredited. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, that's a, it's going to change, open a lot of doors for us. Um, hopefully someday, you know, we can hope to get podcast tenure. Uh, we, <laughs> I want Patreon tenure is what I want. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so uh, uh, Jonathan's not here today, so we thought we would take that uh, the opportunity uh, uh, without him here to just dunk all over Marvel and how bad the Marvel Universe is uh, with a reading series of the latest issue of Entertainment Weekly. Oh, we can't say reading series. That's that's Chapel Copy. Oh, right. Okay. Reading, reading series. Okay. Uh, uh, oh. Hold on. Okay. I, I, so what about with just like some selected clips from the Entertainment <laughs> Weekly? From a specific 40 pages from the latest issue of Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. The title of this episode will be Entertainment Weekly, March 16th slash 23, 2018. Number 1506 slash 1507 pages. And we're, we're going to do, do the whole citation in the title. Yeah. Pages, uh, let's see. Pages 46 to 87. So really, this is not a reading series by any conception this is a limited very specific run reading you know uh, uh experience i guess experience I would say. experience it's a reading it's a, experience the uh struggle session reading experience don't sue us will uh. <laughs> so this is like this is like what it's like to read um but we're gonna just do it for you that's yes. what it is yeah experience I, I, reading but without your eyes is what yeah. this is is about in fact, I encourage people to not yeah, um, yeah. get this at all. Do yeah. not try to go think you have to go out in the stands and buy this yeah. or um, pirate it or click the link that might be at the bottom of the show description. <laughs> you not have to do that yeah. to enjoy this episode, hopefully, because I think because um, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, I think it's okay to pirate this, by the way. Cause it, it is funny. I am looking at, at a PDF of this, and they've included the like four hundred pages of ads that is in this. Like, so the, even the piracy scene for Entertainment Weekly, I, I think it's I think it's more morally okay to pirate Entertainment Weekly because it's just uh, you're just downloading a PDF full of advertisements. Yeah, like you're 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 still doing the thing, right? Yeah, you're still getting those. I'm still ads seeing and- all the L'Oreal ads and shit. Like, I, I I've you know, these things have been printed on my brain, so uh, I, I feel no moral qualms about this, uh, even though I never feel any moral qualms about any type of piracy. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I should going back, like, I remember, like, when I was in, like, middle school, right, Entertainment Weekly was, like, cool for some reason to me. I don't yeah. know why. You know, magazines were ju- just used to be cooler, <laughs> yeah, I <yeah>. guess. <laughs> it is funny. It's like in the time before internet, magazines were like cool. <laughs> like that's where you got information. That's where you heard about new movies. You couldn't just watch 
any uh, movie trailer for any film yeah. you wanted on your phone. And spe- just speaking of that, like remember when people used to say the best part of going to the movie theater was watching the trailer? Notice how <laughs> no one ever fucking says that anymore. Now you can watch all these shitty scra- trailers on your phone anytime you feel like it. And also, like it, by the time you get to the theater, you've seen every trailer as like a YouTube pre-roll like seventeen thousand times. Uh, so uh, uh, times were better back then. This is a nostalgia podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> and so for, for full disclosure, the reason I wanted to do this episode was because I I did like a free survey to get a subscription to Entertainment Weekly and other magazines too. So I didn't pay for this either. I just did an online survey. And those actually work like of all the things so that should tell you like how it took me like five minutes to do some like stupid survey i don't even remember what it's about and they gave me like a year subscription to entertainment week it depends what you qualify as as working i guess like because if i had entertainment weekly coming to my house for a year i would know that i would qualify that as a success to be honest (laughs) with you (laughs) like really like i have to do as much work like to figure out how to get rid of these magazines (laughs) at this point now what you've brought upon your home is a plague Actually, you filled out a survey and you got yourself a plague. Um, so, anyways, let's get right into the plague here. This is the this is a very special issue of Entertainment Weekly because this is a, a the focus is on the Marvel the can do no wrong Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and I just want to say there are fifteen collector covers here. So, if you're a collector. You should go to every Walmart and grocery store in your neighborhood, in mm-hmm. your in your town, to collect all fifteen <laughs> covers right. of this Entertainment Weekly. If you're a collector, or if you have a specific kind of disorder, uh, you should absolutely do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so let's get right into it. Let's get it. Let's get into it here because this is a you know the focus is on the upcoming uh, Avengers: Infinity War Gauntlet movie yeah but this is but to be clear this is your ultimate guide to the marvel cinematic universe as a whole so we're gonna be doing the whole thing yeah we're gonna be getting through all of it all Uh, of it from iron man to infinity war baby come on do you know that i when when the first avengers came out i went to one of those things at amc where you like where they screen all of the marvel movies back if i had known that we would not be doing this show (laughs) (laughs) well i think that it might have changed me because like it nearly killed me. Like, actually, it was one of the most, like, horrendous experiences of my entire life. Like, it might have been the moment that, like, radicalized me against Marvel forever. To go through that, and then at the end of the tunnel, the light at the end of the tunnel was, like, Avengers 1. Like, that is <laughs> what an experience. Like, I am just brutal. Um, anyway, so so the first thing I'd like to point out, uh, this, the, you know, this chunk of the magazine opens with... You know, the very uh, Joss Whedon-looking uh, <laughs> Thanos uh, as portrayed by uh, Josh Brolin. And the first thing that annoys me about this is that the entire section is called To Infinity and Beyond. <laughs> yes. That's so annoying. Like, yeah. you couldn't come up with anything better than that. I'm sure there's another quote about Infinity, especially since, like, that was, like, a joke. Like, it was supposed to be a parody of the characters that yeah. the Disney has just spent billions of dollars promoting like buzz lightlier is a joke of a superhero 
Right. That's like supposed to be a parody of the type of phrase that would be in Infinity War. And now it's just like being used as a cool <laughs> phrase to promote Infinity War. So we've gone full circle now. Uh, like uh, uh, irony is fully dead at this point. And it's only because of these two pages in Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. I, I, I just want to say like he is like a Joss Whedon slash Pawn Stars looking motherfucker. Yeah. And like the worst thing is like... If you slap that helmet on him, yeah. like it would probably be okay. Like, like it's the big, like he- bald head that's the problem. Like, what made them think that was a good <laughs> idea? Like to take more shit, and and also like his arms are exposed. Since when does yeah, like why, Thanos not wear sleeves? Why is he in like a? Why is he in a wife beater? I guess why is <laughs> Thanos wearing like a leather wife beater uh, with like a gauntlet on it? Anyway. Uh, and he does look too much like Joss. I know other people have made that observation, but he looks a fucking shitload like Joss Whedon. All right, moving on to uh, the second page. So we yeah. have a big splash page of some of the heroes here. Lots of Wakandans, anonymous yeah. Wakandans, just um, black guys with their capes. And then that arm-crossing thing Black Panther does, that does not look cool. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know why people, like, are into that thing. It doesn't look cool to me at all. Like, it's okay when he does it and he's poking on his claws, but, like, anybody else doing it just looks like a dork. Like, when D-Ray D- does it, like, that was not cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you do have to have the sharp claws. I think to be, you have to have the cat's claws to be able to pull it off. Um, my first thing on this page that... I actually think is indicative of these Marvel movies as a whole is that this first paragraph like paints this beautiful picture of what's happening. It's like we're on the countryside. It's the rolling African savanna by a sparkling river. Cap is back and, you know, they're all Thor swings the the hammer of Majolner. And then it ends. It's like, of course, like the river is fake. It's dug out of a (laughs) grassy field. Uh, The savanna is a lot closer to Savannah, Georgia. (laughs) The fictional skyscrapers of Wakanda are represented for now by a green screen, and the Outrider attackers are actors in speckled uh, motion capture suits, which, you know, is is not... um, It's like movies are made this way, but also, like, why your... Entertainment Weekly is visiting the set of of <laughs> avengers so like w- this is the first step in and this is, becomes a theme throughout the rest of this and i think that the profiler confuses reality from fiction uh and he, and this is the first time he does it and in this time he's actually confused by like a green screen to, yes. to, to, to describe he like wrote up his article and he like describes a beautiful african savanna and then it's like of course like it was only a green screen it's like well then you saw a green screen dude like what are you talking about the african savanna for and, and it's like the feeling like like what they're trying to go for is they're trying to make this seem like as spectacular and bombastic as possible and magical as possible, but also want you to like really feel like a human connection sure. to the success of this Disney movie. Right. Like those are real people, you know, and gods too at the same time. <laughs> like they wanted they want both. Which does reveal, I think, a little bit about these, you know, Disney uh, uh, Marvel movies, which is that, like, yes, they do have, like, a kind of majesty when you look at them on screen, but ultimately they are cheap pieces of shit. They don't, like, (laughs) they're all shot on green screen. They kind of look, if it weren't for the, like, really good special effects, all of these recent Disney movies would look like TV movies, honestly. Like, I think that especially about... uh, 
Beauty and the Beast. When you watch Beauty and the Beast, I'm like, this is like the ABC Friday night special yeah. <laughs> if it didn't have special effects. Like, um, so anyway, that, uh, uh, just remember, because Entertainment Weekly reminded you that whenever you watch a uh, Marvel movie, it's just outside of Savannah, Georgia, in a muddy plane with a green screen on it. So, not the you know interrupt the reading series. Uh, uh, excuse me, the reading experience. Uh, the reading experience. <laughs> but um, Captain Marvel is trending now just because they posted a picture of Brie Larson with a brigadier uh, general. So, you know, if you thought Marvel was scared off when they did couldn't do their Lockheed Martin uh, a, a <laughs> team up thing, they weren't. They just had no. they just realized they had to get, you know, uh, um some a minority group, a woman, <laughs> uh, black person in front of it, and then then it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but pretty soon, pretty soon, we're gonna have we're gonna have a Marvel movie where we have Black Panther like attending an actual strike on North Korea. Like, yes. and, man, we just showed documentary footage of that, and they're like, that was actually a real strike. You know that when he was like fighting Killmonger on that drone, like that was during a real strike. But there's one more thing I want to get into on this second page. It's like, so they talk about the two Chris's. They're going over the scene that they're supposed to be shooting. Sure. And it's their first time seeing each other since the last Avengers movie, which doesn't seem like that long ago. So I don't know why they have to play catch up. Like, that's, that's kind of weird. Like, they have to, they feel like, like those, these movies come out like every month. So I know. it doesn't feel like. It is really funny. Later in the issue, they do a big thing where they're like, you know, last scene and this. And like, if you replace that with how many years ago they were seen, it would be like, you know, Captain America, last scene one year ago. Like, you know, like we've seen Rocky less recently than we've seen Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> and and so they're going over and they're, they're they're going over the quip that they have to have with each other. <laughs> it's just so sad. It's like, all right, well, you ha- you had long hair last time, and now I have short hair. So we're gonna joke about that. I'm like, I know. Also, like it's, it's, these actor guys are so dumb. <laughs> like like they're going to these guys and they're like, the two Chris's were like hard at work improvising a line, and they're like, duh, your hair like different. <laughs> like that's the only thing they have to say. And then like the article goes like who knows if like this brilliant improvisation will get into the film <laughs> yes <laughs> no one can know <laughs> like <laughs> hold on where is it actually uh uh it says i'll be like short hair now good choice evan says while miming a right hook against an invisible outrider and i'll go yours too the beard very rugged hemsworth says they're still workshopping it as they go back in front of the cameras. But before they can complete their takes, lightning crackles nearby, followed by curtains of stinging rain. EW's, uh, uh, that send the whole production stampeding for cover. EW's day one on the set comes to an abrupt and muddy end. Maybe that exchange will, between Cap and Thor will make it in. Maybe it won't. The thing about Infinity War is you can't really be sure what will survive. Ooh, double entendre. So they're talking about... Whether characters in the movie will actually live or die, because that's the post. Yeah. That's the big thing Marvel is hanging over their heads to get us to go, get in the theaters. They're also saying they have no idea what the fuck they're doing, and the committee has not decided yet um, what is right. or is not in the actual film yet. <laughs> they're they're workshopping with this EW issue, like who should we kill? Like they're they're just doing the Jason Todd thing. Like they might as well do a one nine hundred number to uh, to so we can uh, uh, say who dies in this. Uh, 
film. Since since hopefully we never have to talk about this again. Um, who who should yeah. die in? We let's let's take brief pause of the ex- reading experience. Who well, should let, die in this movie? Let me ask you. Uh, uh, do you mean like story wise? Do you mean like if I were running Disney and I was aware of like whose contracts were the most costly and stuff <laughs> like that? Like, how do you want me to make this decision? Like I the way def- they will or the way I would? I would say like a little bit of both. Like, say you have some idea of the money. And like yeah. do it like a wrestling promoter, right? Yeah, like okay. you have some idea of the money, but then it's not so much money, so you yeah. have to kind of so you actually can consider the storyline too, like a little bit of both. Like who, who you who you taking out? Um, well, I mean, if you really look at it, I'm like, I think that those Chris's are getting a little too big for their britches. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. seems like the obvious choice to yes. get rid of because he's so costly. However, I say keep him and just keep him in the role that he is right now. Like, just doing one-day appearances, like in the Spider-Man movie where he doesn't have to, like, actually put on the Iron Man costume. Like, but, he's to, better to, to, to keep to, under your thumb and just, like, keep employed. <laughs> but to be fair, he hasn't put on an Iron Man costume in at least, like, four or five of these I know, movies, that's right? what I'm telling it's you. It's just like, been his head, like, he's been, oh, yeah, like, sitting sure. in the chair Skyping, I think he said. Let's be clear, movies. let's be clear, he's never worn an Iron Man costume in his entire <laughs> life. There's no Iron Man costume that Robert Downey Jr. has ever worn. He wears, like, a leotard, and that's it. Um, so, but yeah, that, I, I keep around Robert Downey Jr. if I'm Bob Iger, because I think he's better to keep under your thumb and keep under control. The Chris's, the Chris's are interchangeable. You can get rid of the Chris's. And I think they're feeling themselves a little bit too much. So get rid of them. Ruffalo is appreciative. Uh, I don't know. I think you got to get rid of the Chris's is my big take. Chris's, Chris's. Okay. I'm going to say you should probably kill Aunt May. Aunt May? (laughs) I mean, because, I mean... Because you never kill on yeah. me, but you should kill on me. Like everybody will be shocked by it. It'll, you know, very ground level thing, very real to people. <laughs> Everyone's aunt dies, so just kill off on me. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. So, so continuing. Um, so, so let's let's get into this next thing. So they they say the movie is a culmination, right? There's this idea that they put forward that this is in some way like a completion of the entire Marvel thing. Um, and I think this is uh, Kevin Feige, and we'll, hear, we'll be hearing a lot from Kevin Feige, uh, who, by the way— Is it Feige? I thought it was Feige. I've, Feige? I don't know. I guess know. Kevin okay. Feige. Um, he's so funny. There's a picture of him later. He looks like like he looks like how I imagine like the guys that run like barstool sports look. Like he's wearing like a polo shirt and like a sports coat and like a, a, a baseball hat. Like he's just so uh, execy. Uh, anyway, he says— <laughs> Kevin Feig says, uh, the notion of an ending, Feig, Paul Feig, uh, uh, Kevin Feig says, the notion of an ending, the notion of a finale became very intriguing to us, in large part because you don't see that often in this particular genre. That is true. Wait, 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 what? That sure is true, huh? The genre that, like, (laughs) you are? (laughs) This is also why, this is also why I think it's so funny that, like, Disney gets so much credit for, like, making the first black superhero movie, because they're also the ones who made all the not black superhero movies. Like, they're the ones who were not making these movies, you know? They're the only ones making these films. Like, it's so funny that they're, like, like, they didn't do it for all this time, like... (laughs) For the many years, like for the thing you're mad about, they did. Anyway, um, uh, so anyways, he says, we don't see them in this particular genre. And he says, that does, then they're like, that doesn't mean any, there won't be any more movies. Disney has already announced at least 10 more films set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, 
Well, I guess you don't see fucking endings <laughs> no. in this genre then, huh? Like, what, is, what are you talking about? The idea that Infinity Ga- uh, War is some kind of ending. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's so, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> like, like it, it's not ending because you don't want it to, and you will never allow it to end. So. You guys want to like you want to want you, Kevin Feig. You're still wanting to like have a job and shit, right? So like, it's not going to be an ending. <laughs> and like the, the really thing, like the trailer is already out. Like I didn't watch that and feel like okay, this is the end because like there no. actually have been like. Like the last Resident Evil movie, they did that with their trailer. I think they might have done it with like the third, the movie, the trailer for the third one too. Like, there's a lot of this is actually not unprecedented to have like, you know, have a series go on and then kind of you know wrap it up, even if you're not sure that you're wrapping up it up. I think um like Star Trek, right? Like yeah, like that. I felt like it had a couple endings along the way. Um, in fact, almost every like big franchise has had weird little endings, except for the Marvel movies. Yes. Marvel is the only series that's 100% a TV series. Yeah, exactly. Like, The Dark Knight, definitely. Yeah, that, that, there's that an series, ending there. That that ended, you know, but it's the only, with this Marvel thing, that's just going to keep reproducing and, like, will yeah. never stop. Ever, it's never going to stop. Like, it's, it's so funny, because actually, when you would promote the movie, like, oh, this will be the last one, that would help sell more tickets. Yeah, it really would. I think also, like, Infinity War has hurt this year kind of, I think, by the success of Black Panther. Absolutely. Black Panther feels like the big Marvel release of the year. Like, it just feels like it's the year of Black Panther. And Infinity War just does not feel nearly as consequential as as Black Panther coming out. Not at all. And, like, financially, it's probably not going to be because Black Panther just... It's like the third highest grossing superhero movie adjusted for inflation. Isn't it the highest domestic? The highest? Uh, no, it's not the highest because you got to adjust for inflation and like it's like adjusting for inflation for like Avengers and The Dark Knight. So it's not like so it's like 10 years like, like in the past, you know, 10 years it's even uh, not the top okay. one because The Dark Knight and Avengers in the first Avengers still beat it. But if you don't adjust for inflation, which people won't, um, then it is the top grossing uh domestic uh superhero okay. movie but it actually is pretty far behind avengers and um the dark, dark knight yeah, if you're in just for inflation and it, it that's cool that's it, interesting but it's like then why is avengers coming out now like why we- it, it it is weird it just feels like i, I don't know it just feels like if, the, if, the, if black panther is as big and important as it is like why is there another one coming out like 40 days later. <laughs> yeah. <And> speaking <laughs> of, like, you know, first black superhero, he's not even the first, like, know, black yeah. superhero yeah. in, like, uh, But the I'm Marvel saying universe. all the people that... Because on, yeah. you know, on this page, we have, like, uh-huh. Don Cheadle, like, just sitting there chilling. And, like, gotta say, Donnie, uh, you, you've had... You've been, like, War Machine for a few years, but um, you need to work on them... You need to work on them steps, yo. You need to work on the biceps. <laughs> like, you stand next to, like, Chris Evans and, like, Scarlett Johansson, and then he's just, just in there in, like, a ring or tee, and he just does not look like a like superhero heroic. He looks like Don Cheadle, a uh, great character actor. He doesn't look like Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle's great. Superhero. But he does have cybernetic legs, just to remind you that there are no consequences um, in, in this movie. So yeah. he like got, I guess he got super injured. I didn't think they actually said he was, um, what the injury was. We were just supposed to be really sad yeah. that it happened to him. And now he has cybernetic legs, so he's fine now. 
Just a uh, a movie beat. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't know. So what's coming up? What's next here? Uh, well, at uh, the bottom, um, for people who aren't watching, they have a character catch-up where they tell us where all the people oh, right. were the last time we saw them in a film, like last year, like Loki. <laughs> like, 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 I wonder what Loki's been up to since Ragnarok, which came out on Blu-ray two weeks ago. <laughs> Just to make it is sure. so funny. It's like the character catch-up. I'm like, dude, like... We have seen, uh, like, uh, again, we've seen Rocky less recently than we've seen Captain America. Like, these people have only not been in a film for, like, four months at this point. All right. I I think that's all we need. All right. Moving on. Okay. Next page. All right. So so then this is a, another example. Uh, uh, we see, first of all, uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, and Groot, whatever, on this. <laughs> uh, but then again... I think that the profiler here starts mixing reality with fiction. He's like, trust is some all of the hero is sorry, trust is all some of the heroes have left. I'm like, do you what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but like he's interviewing Scarlett Johansson. He's like, Johansson uh uh says Black Widow, who's always been uh I have that cover with my circling, like cynical, has now and only ha- now only has faith in a small circle of friends. So you're interviewing Scarlett Johansson and you're like, So what does Black Widow think right now? She's yeah, like, like, I think it's like sad right that's now. Really for- sad. <laughs> that's so sad. Like like I can't imagine like like, you think you're going to be it. You're going to be, like, a superstar. You're super famous. You're super yeah. rich. And you say, oh, yeah, sure, I'll play a superhero. And then you have to dip, spend the next 10 years of your life talking about the feelings now, of a Rus- Russian, like, a sexy Rus- <laughs> Russian agent. Like how- Now, with that said, these, they, these people are probably prepped, like— it, like as much as politicians, if not more so, with like these little sort of one-liners about these characters, they could not give a fuck about. <laughs> they do not give a shit what Black Widow thinks about her teammates right now. But yeah, so like they are prepped. Like they're, you know, I've seen. I, I saw this happen. Like I went to D twenty three one time, and I went backstage, and they just like get shuffled around from little room to room. Like they do the same. They'll have like. The celebrity go in and they'll be on a white psych and they'll have like five different interviewers go in from different outlets and just do their little bits with them. And they say the same shit all that they say the same shit. They're just like Black Widow, like was betrayed by her friends. And now she's like out to get revenge <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's, it's so funny because like, you know, if you're like promoting like a real movie, like it makes a little sense, like yeah. a movie you actually have to act in or whatever, like sure. that those they, but since those movies don't exist anymore and people are just in these superhero movies, now yeah. they have to pretend like these characters are real or more more yeah. than one dimensional. I, I I'll never forget like so uh he uh Kevin Spacey, um <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, oh boy, yeah. Uh when he was playing Lex Luthor, right? And yeah. um yeah, fuck Kevin Spacey, obviously. <laughs> in in Brian Singer's Superman. In Brian Singer's <laughs> Superman. He's a Kevin Spacey's a piece of shit. Brian Singer's a piece of shit. But I'll never forget when he was doing these kind of tours with him. This was before the mouse got involved and make and you know sure. hypnotized everyone into thinking superhero movies were real movies. Um, so an uh, interviewer, and it was like a nerd interviewer. So it wasn't like one of the. It wasn't even like an Entertainment Weekly person because the Entertainment Weekly person weren't asking these sorts of questions sure. back then. So they asked him, you know, uh, you know. 
well, now since you're playing Lex Luthor and Brandon Routh is playing, you know, Clark Kent, do you, you know, like, you know, in order to keep the tension in the scenes, do you like avoid each other around the set or whatever? Do you not hang out? And Kevin Spacey was promised where it was like, it's not fucking Macbeth, you know? <laughs> it's, just, it's a fucking superhero movie. What are you talking about? And so, but like, that wouldn't happen now. Like, this is, these no. are the conversations that people actually legitimately have about these films. Yeah. I'm, so, this is very funny. Like, so t- this interviewer is interviewing uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson, and Scarlett Johansson says, in quote, it's like, uh, but Natasha's always going to be a couple steps ahead of him in terms of experience and knowledge. They've leaned on each other for different reasons. It's reinforced their friendship. Then out of quote, this is just the reporter talking now, says, somehow, despite their differences, they get along. It's a lot easier between two people than 50, but that's what characters of this story will have to accomplish. <laughs> I'm like... You're talking about Black Widow and Captain America being <laughs> friends with each other. Like you are like in the passive voice talking about how cartoon characters are friends. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right, uh, so on the opposite page, they have the summary of all the Infinity Stones and like when yeah. this wasn't a comic book, it was cool, but like Seeing it on the big screen, it's, it's whack. It's whack. It looks stupid. It's so whack. It looks so whack and stupid. And the names are so dumb. And like, <laughs> it just like they shouldn't look like like this. Looks like 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 it's in fucking a sci-fi movie. Like a you know like not the not a sci- science fiction movie. Like a sci-fi channel yeah. movie. Like uh, it just like and also the names like Space Stone, Mind Stone, Reality Stone, Power Stone, Time Stone. You know, it, it has taken Disney buying. Uh, 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 it has taken Disney buying the uh, uh, Marvel for me to realize how whack all this shit truly is. <laughs> yes. And another thing that's not good. So at the they end this like introduction to the set world of Infinity War by talking with Anthony Mackie, <laughs> Falcon, and it's just like we should just read it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, all right. Mackie says his character isn't comfortable in Wakanda. (laughs) He actually doesn't trust a lot of the other heroes and has a grudge against Iron Man and Black Panther from the events of Civil War. Sure. Everybody went their separate ways. Hulk, Iron Man, everybody separated and figured out how not to get caught or investigated, Mackie says. Now, as he puts it, Marvel's (laughs) heroes are trying to get the band back together. As he talks, he gets a tug on his line mm-hmm. and reels in a largemouth bass, a subal mill. But after removing his own hook, Mackie looks into the fish with concern. He asks for the pliers on his tackle box. This fish has been caught before. There's another hook from a broken line embedded in its throat. Mackie tries to remove it, but can't. <sighs> Luckily, I called him. I, sh- <laughs> I should just keep him and cook him, the actor says. Instead, he lowers the fish back to the water, swishes it, and lets the tough old creature swim free. If it ain't killed him yet, it ain't going to kill him, Mackie says. For Marvel's... (laughs) 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 For Marvel... (laughs) Oh, my God. For Marvel's superheroes, that's the best they can hope for, too. Oh, Oh my my God. God. (laughs) What? What? I actually want to let you know, because, again, that's in the passive voice. Marvel superheroes can't feel hope, actually. They cannot feel hope. 
It's too much. It's too much. Oh my God. It's too much. First of all, it, it was so funny to me that Anthony Mackie is like fishing on set in the first place because that's like such like an annoying actor thing to do. Like everyone, like like no one else would be like allowed to fish on set. You know what I mean? And he like, is if, like, an annoying actor. Yeah, like if one of the like grips was like, I'm gonna like fish every day just offset, they'd be like, You can't do that, dude. But like because he's the actor and in the movie, everyone's like, uh Mackie is fishing again or whatever. Like it's so funny to take that like clearly annoying actor thing to do and make it into this like beautiful rustic, like he let a fish get go free and <laughs> what a great man for letting the fish he caught go free. <laughs> and it's so funny because the metaphor that they're going with that fish could just apply to like the fucking actors who are stuck in these Marvel movies. <laughs> it's like they've been hooked before yeah, and they're yeah. going to get hooked again, but it hasn't and killed I, them yet. So it's okay. Yeah. In the first draft, uh, he said, like, I could almost imagine a giant hook through Mackie's throat, like, standing. <laughs> As he stood on the river, like, I could see the hook through his throat, too. <laughs> All right, so at the bottom of the page, there's more catching up. The, the one yeah. I want to note is, like, Gamora and Thanos. I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but apparently Thanos is not in that movie at all, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, shouldn't that be the movie where you actually try to establish a little no. bit of who the character is? No, I think that they're just, like, breaking out of prisons and shit in those movies. I don't know. It's like a heist movie or something. All right. I'm not going to ever see it. Yeah. Moving on. They're too annoying. I watched the first, like, five minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and it's like a baby Groot dancing to, like, Mr. S- like uh, uh, Mister Blue Sky while they fight, like, a ten- like one of the Rathars. Like, it sucks. Yeah. That movie fucking sucks. I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next page. What uh, Star-Lord or um, Star-Lord stunt double jumping in front yeah. of the screen? <laughs> and, and, well, I guess this is a minute to talk about, like, one kind of problem i've had with the like the mcu like and this is kind of a problem i have with marvel comics too right so in dc you have all these other planets but all of them are like alien planets right like they're 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 not populated by humans you have the thanagarians you have like the the oa and oa and uh the guardians and all all this other stuff right you have all these alien species and none and almost none of them none of them are really like human species yeah but in marvel it's like and and especially in the mcu it's like there's like a whole planet of like humans on nova (laughs) (laughs) like the nova guard like there's just a bunch of human people living on another planet it does. It is weird, and it makes me feel like, why are we even watching anything on Earth at that point? Yes, like, it's the less interesting planet. Why are we watching it? And then you have um, Valhalla too, and they're just a bunch of humans. Like they're just people. <laughs> like that. Th- 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 that's not fair. That, that Marvel has a lot of aliens that are not humanoid. They have a lot of aliens that are humanoid, but like with lines on their chin. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, I want to be clear. Like the reason like this is a, like a problem is because then when you get to a movie like Black Panther, like racism is still like a real thing on this planet, and you're like you <laughs> like so like we Earth has all the same problems that Earth right. in real life does. But there's also, like, other planets full of humans living in pretty much utopias. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Like, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, how how did this 
does life work? How do all these things actually like work together? How are they consistent? That's actually going to be the problem uh, uh, with one of these gigantic cinematic universes. Is it can't make internal sense unless you make it boring and bad. Um, one thing I wanted to say about this page, though, with this shot of Star-Lord jumping over the blue screen is that a lot of times when you look at like behind-the-scenes shots of movies – you kind of get this feeling of like, whoa, cool, like look at what they made and like how cool it is, right? The only thing I get from looking at this picture is I'm like, wow, they like, the key is lit like super evenly. Like the blue screen is like really lit good. (laughs) It's like what I get when I look at this, I'm like, man, like there's no variation at all in the lighting on that blue screen. Like, Like, God damn. It's a really funny shot too because it's literally just him jumping over some people who are laying on the ground like like men not, like soldiers they're not, they're not but the thing is like they're not like you could do that jump for real like he's on wires yeah. like jumping over three <laughs> dudes who are like huddled on the ground like you could probably yeah. he could like like the actual actor like Chris Pratt could probably like clear this jump without, without much problem but they have to do it on the green screen with wire work and like, shit the like the 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 little quote with it, like Kevin Feig is like, well, that's actually one of the shots we used in the trailer. And I'm like, that like, speaks ill of how bad the shots are in your shitty <laughs> yeah. movie. Like, <laughs> and then we have Joss. Um, I think this might be his only appearance in it. Yeah, yeah he has been uh, been wad from. Yeah, I thought that that was I thought that was Thanos when I first looked at that picture. <laughs> but he's he's standing in like cargo yeah. shorts. But this really reveals, like, I, I like these behind-the-scenes pictures because they really reveal that these Marvel movies don't just look like shit on set. Like, it's all people on wires with green screens. <laughs> like, they look like there's nothing, like, exciting about these movies. Like, it, it looks so bad. Like, it, he's with the Hulk. The guy, I guess the guy who stands in for the Hulk looks like crap, too. He's carrying around Thor's hammer. Yeah. He looks like crap. Like, I... I don't know. Like I get Yeah, like you're directing Avengers like like fucking throw on like pants. Yeah, dude. pants. Like, <laughs> like a khaki, a khaki, nice khaki, yeah. a button up maybe, you know. Like jeans even. Yeah, like jeans, put on jeans. jeans and a polo. <laughs> yeah, truly. Like you're Jeez. directing fucking Avengers like it's casual Friday like Jesus Christ. Um, All right, moving on. All right. Uh, I, I just these behind the scenes pictures <laughs> annoying, 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 annoying. Yeah, no, nothing's like, good here. They say that like Doctor Strange shot his cameo for uh, Thor while they were shooting Doctor Strange. I'm like, well, that sucks. I would say <laughs> <Yeah>. that's like <laughs> annoying and bad. Uh, um, that doesn't show. That just shows that you're cheap and bad. Uh, <laughs> those movies came out, and those movies came out like two years apart. Like that's weird. So then let's look at the ultimate Marvel binge guide here. Wait, I, I do uh, want to say that Entertainment Weekly, um, they, they show a shot of, um, um, I forget her name. Uh, I, I, Zoe Saldana? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Denai Guria. Okay, okay, oh, sure. Okoye uh, from Black Panther and the scene where they're in the Korean casino. And uh-huh. she sna- snatches off her wig and throws it oh, at a guy. And then they misuse the phrase witch- wig snatching. Um, <laughs> and re- they reference the phrase wig snatching. This gives certainly gives new meaning to the phrase wig snatching. And it's like, yeah, it does. Because wig snatching is when you snatch someone else's wig, not when you take off your own and throw it <laughs> at somebody. Right? But moving on. 
Well, that gave it a new meaning to wig snatching. <laughs> um, uh, okay. By the way, I'm also just not interested at all ever in knowing how long it takes people to get painted for movies. Yes. Like they always talk about they're like, you know, like the blue man, like, you know how long it takes to get blue? I'm like, I guess. Who cares? Like, it's, it, it, they're blue. Yeah. Like, whatever. And, and the best part is, is like, you know, oh, yeah, it took so-and-so three hours to get every day to get made up for this film. It's like, have you ever seen like Star Trek Deep Space Nine? Those people (laughs) were on there for like 10 years, 22 episodes a season doing the exact same shit for a 10th of the money. We should figure out this, this is a million dollar idea. If we could figure out a way to like repurpose a car wash to get actors painted for movies, like just like in like five minutes, they could go in and get fully painted. I think we could make a lot of money that way. Yeah. Um, and they didn't right, have listen. smartphones back then during the Deep Space Nine days to look at while they're getting painted. <laughs> That's the other thing is I'm like, I could get painted every day. I just fucking sit for four <laughs> hours every day. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the Ultimate Binge, gu- binge Guide. Which actually, th- this page is kind of cool because it has some cool uh, yeah. comic book art from uh, Francesco uh, Francavilla. Which is, you know, I do, I will say that that is an odd thing and a good thing about, you know, Marvel becoming so pervasive in popular cultures. Like, I bought, like, I have, like, apples from the grocery store and they have stickers of, like, pretty, like, well-drawn Hulk on them. I'm like, damn, like, it's like the actual good comic art of Hulk is on (laughs) apples now. Weird. So that's, like, kind of cool is that, you know, people are more... That we just see more cool comic art uh, uh, around the world now, and people are more accepting of it. Um, but also, whatever. I'm not. You're not going to catch me being positive for that. Yeah, long. no. Uh, fuck Marvel that. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh, and, okay. and so the binge. So it's all right. So here's the, the funny thing. They call me... they call it a binge guy, but actually the subtitle says this is so that you don't have to watch the movies before the film movie <laughs> before Infinity Wars come out. So that's funny. It just like it's interesting they call it a binge guide because it like does make me feel sick just to look <laughs> at the very like just at the like quantity of these films makes me feel ill. Like, you know, they're doing like I said, I went to one of those screenings. They're doing it again oh. for this new Avengers, and I'm like, uh, what like how can you do that to your it's not healthy. No. It's not healthy. I have to say, if anyone listening is planning on going to the like full binge event for Avengers, as someone who's been through it, okay, I have been there. Don't do it. Don't. It's not healthy. You feel like shit. Like it's not good for the body to sit in a fucking movie chair for like for let for twelve hours, let alone thirty six or whatever it is yeah. this time. Yeah, like don't, it's not good. Yeah. These movies are not good either. Oh no, like, no, no. Don't want to do you to yourself. Struggle session listeners, do not do this. Do not go unless you're going to like live stream it and it's going to be really funny because I think it would actually be funny to see the people who (laughs) actually do it around like aisle like hour like 15 you know it's fucking hell it's really hell it's it like i went and they only give you like 15 minute breaks between the oh my movies God. so it's like i would like run out i'd like eat chipotle like really fast and joylessly and then just go back in and like have to watch like iron man 2 like oh <laughs> all right so and like the the best thing about this that i see immediately is like the first blemish is right there on the first page. Like immediately, it's like Incredible yeah. Hulk, 
That movie okay, didn't happen. Are. That movie could not happen because they couldn't keep Edward Norton happy for like <laughs> like six months, right? Like they couldn't like just get him to Avengers and just. So I, sorry, go no, ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say like on this first page, like it's like fifty percent is bad. Like we're on page <laughs> one of of phase one, and they're already at like a fifty percent uh, average. <laughs> yeah, because Thor is really bad. I didn't finish Iron Man two; it was boring, so I assume it's bad. Never saw yeah. Incredible Hulk, but it doesn't matter if it was bad or good because they can't use the movie even, anymore. I'm even giving them Thor. If I'm that's oh, me being wow. like extra generous and giving them Thor, uh, I'm like you know, Incredible Hulk and Iron Man two are bad films, bad movies. Yeah, so nothing good there. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, Whiplash, he was cool. <laughs> but, but other than that, like, there's nothing. Loki was cool. Yeah, sure, sure. But, you know, at this point, it's like, I've probably seen a lot of Loki. And that was that point yeah. was, like, by, like, uh, Thor 2, probably. No. You know, I, I in, in the first Thor, I think that I appreciated it because I was like, wow, you know, it's, like, kind of, like, lighthearted and fun. And, boy... Do I regret appreciating that (laughs) (laughs) enough, enough with the lighthearted and fun already, please, please enough. Take, take the subject matter a little more seriously. I don't know. (laughs) So like Batman versus Superman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, who does not even use a Russian accent. (laughs) Who's just Scarlett Johansson in a wig. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson in a wig. Like I still just, I never got over that. Like, Black Widow was supposed to be Russian, like, and people just like were just like, okay, she's not, and like, okay, that's fine. And, like, it's just yeah, weird, but uh, very weird. yeah, nothing important happening in any of these movies. Um, yeah. none of them- nothing in any of these films like impacting what's going to be happening in the movie. Again, this kind of if you can look looking through this this binge guide is a good way to see how meaningless all of it has been, <laughs> like how ultimately purposeless this whole endeavor has been. And it is. It, I do want to highlight that Iron Man, and Iron Man Two were so close together because I think people forget. I think people think that like they kind of just spaced them out. Like you no, know, it was like yeah. one and then the other uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. All right, moving on. To the next page. Whoa, woof. Wow. <laughs> Rough. So now we're into we're get we're finishing out phase one. We're into p- phase two, and it's a page of stinkers. Not a good one on the page. I I, I will say. I will say the two Captain Americas were okay. I actually, like, I was fine with Iron Man 3. Like, I was fine that he spent, like, most of the movie, like, not okay. being Iron Man. Because it was just, and the thing about Iron Man 3 is, like, it was an ending to a character. Like, that was the perfect ending to Iron Man. Like, it was actually an end. Yeah. It happened. I can, and then I can they, give you Iron Man. I like the Shane Black. I like Shane Black, and I, I think Iron Man 3 is okay. But then they just kept resurrecting this character multiple <laughs> times for reasons that don't really make a lot of sense. Like, like Iron Man's done. He ended in 2013. We're five years later and he's still there. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like, Well, he's just Peter Parker's rich friend now. Yeah. Ant-Man sucks. Like, I really want to say, like, Ant-Man really kind of disturbed me at the end because, like, he crushes a dude to death at like the end of the movie. Like this is supposed to be the lighthearted, fun one, and like you just have Paul Rudd like viciously murdering somebody at the end of the movie. It didn't even seem like it was necessary. Like, uh, yeah, so that was kind of fucked up. Asia, all right, let's Captain America: First Avenger. Eh, okay, like way too, way too long. 
I, I will. I can give. Like, I guess we're just now going to get into this. Is a, I didn't expect this, but I guess we're just going to get into our which Marvel movies are good. To be clear, none of these movies are good. What I'm saying is if some of these movies were on FX and nothing sure. else was on, I would watch a little bit of it, at least until like For- the 30 minute uh, or the hour mark hits and I can change the channel. That's, that's what First we Avenger- mean. That's what we mean. First Avenger, I don't love. I, I will, I will give the Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier is okay. Uh, First Avenger, I'm just like, why are you gonna do a Captain America movie set in World War II and then make the Nazis like the like not as bad as Hydra? Yes. Like Hydra is the real villain. It's so fucking weird. Like, why do you not want Nazis to be the villain in the World War II Captain America movie? It's just bizarre. Well, I guess we found out in Winter Soldier to, yeah. because then you could complete because what they did was now they said okay hydra has infiltrated the u.s government but now that doesn't mean that nazis have infiltrated the u.s government right that means hydra this completely fictional thing it's just bizarre like because then to to get to that you have to in the first captain america movie be like well nazis are bad but you know who's really bad it's like hydra's not as bad as the nazis it's like silly um anyway so let's we can go to the next page here uh and you know, oh, here, I do. Want, yeah. I do want to take time to point out that Age of Ultron was the point where I realized that all these people pretending to like these movies were just lying. Yeah. Like that was yeah. that was the moment. Like I could even I could get up to that point and like understand that okay, these are just honest differences of opinion. Yeah, but Age of Ultron is just like a worthless piece of shit of a movie. It's awful, and it's really bizarre. It's like Force Awakens. There are a lot of movies that come out that everybody pretends to like, and then over time they feel okay not pretending anymore. But I don't understand why everybody has to pretend yeah. in the first place. Like, why do we have to be part of this like grand social uh, uh, experience? And part of the experience is pretending it's good. I don't know. And, it's really strange. and then used to be that way because people yeah. used to hate. All these fucking comic movies, people, no one had a problem saying Batman Forever sucked, even though I liked it and I never felt yeah. the need for like other people to like it either. Like people, right. people thought Batman sucked. Okay. People thought yeah. Batman Returns sucked. It was fine. No one cared. Yeah. It was it wasn't. It doesn't matter. People thought Bla- it's not for like movies. Movie reviewers should only like movies like Atonement. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like- <laughs> and so, but there is a chart actually on that page um, with and so like bullshit right this is like some fox news shit top grossing movie franchises worldwide mcu yeah. is number one with at you know 15 i know fifth like 14.4 billion dollars that's because they have 19 fucking movies i know it's so funny star wars is next at 9.1 billion dollars and it's like okay do a little bit of division yes. here, my friends. <laughs> like, let's just do one line because uh, that's very misleading. Yeah. That's very. And they very didn't misleading. adjust it for inflation, even. So, like, it was just like it's just propaganda. Just like the only the only good comparable uh, thing on that list is James Bond, actually, which is way down there at the bottom. Like, and even James Bond didn't come out with the frequency uh, uh, of these Marvel movies. No, no, no. All right, moving on. Oh, oh! I do, should say they. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they were putting out like three James Bonds a year? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. That's what the Marvel movies are. Is like if they started making three James Bond movies a year. <laughs> so I, I do want to point out that 
Entertainment Weekly is like giving subheadings to each of the phases. Phase one, they introduce the yeah, heroes. Uh, Phase two, the stories get darker as our now united heroes are tested. Um, this is not how story structure <laughs> no, works. This is not how you structure a story. Yeah. You don't need, uh, and you certainly don't need six movies to get to the point where the hero is tested. I know. It, it, it's like so funny. It's like, yeah, we are now six films in. It's like time to test the heroes. It's like, that just shows me that nothing has been happening in these movies. Like, there's six films where nothing happens. Uh, uh, anyway. All right. Now uh, we're in phase three, which is new faces arrive on the scene as the story of the original Avengers uh, nears a conclusion. All right. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so you're like, no, it doesn't. Because first of all, there is no story of the Avengers. Like, there's no comprehensible right. story. Like, what ha What do they actually do? Like, all right. So they all meet to fight <laughs> one of the guy's brother, right? His brother, <laughs> and then they yeah. meet up again to fight something that they created after they like had a which, skirmish like by the way both th both times the two times they fought together it's only amounted to like fighting hundreds of identical cg creatures flying around a city so the both fights have been identical uh so far then they fought each other um, yeah again well technically the first two times they fought they were fighting each other but they then they like really the first, this it's like the four times they've met so far yeah, yeah. <laughs> then they fought each other and now they're fighting some purple guy who's come out of space and has had no backstory. And I don't know if this is in the magazine, but I saw this in another interview. Apparently, like, half the movie is, like, Thanos's like, backstory. Like, explaining who he is and his motivations. I'm like... Cool. Yeah, so you, you had 19 <laughs> movies to come to get to this point to yeah. where it would be important for all these heroes to unite against like, this you know the new bad guy and then you you get to the last minute and you're like oh shit nobody knows who thanos is so we gotta make him have the fucking movie <laughs> um all right anyway yeah, so phase three yeah, the, um civil war phase three, uh, here's where things get like really bad <laughs> civil war fight scenes good everything else not good dr strange Shit. And the fight scene, even I'm like, why is it at an airport? Yeah, like, fuck so airport. Like, why am I just at like at any airport? So like, lazy. airports, like, like that looks to me like they had it on a green screen and they just put it on. It's like a built level and on. It's like a Counter Strike map yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, <laughs> there literally are. There, it's, it's a battlefield map. The battlefield four has a map where you like at an, an airport, an empty airport with like one plane where they're fighting. It sucks. It's bad. It sucks. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange. This movie should not. <laughs> exist it did not need to exist you could have yeah. just had cumberbatch show up and be dr strange like that's it like you didn't need um, to give him an original story i think that the reason that movie exists was so that they could have the third act in hong kong in one of these movies yeah. uh that's literally i think why it exists yep um homecoming didn't see guardian galaxy didn't see ragnarok i did see um not good but it's better than the other Thor movie, so whatever. I watched I, some of Thor Ragnarok on a plane, and it's, like, too funny, but, like, whatever. Everyone likes it, so I don't care. Whatever. Black Panther, again, like, it should have been a different, a completely different fucking movie, but whatever. Everybody likes it. Fine. Fine, fine. We'll tolerate it. All right. So now we get to the score. <laughs> of, yeah. Uh, so this is... On this page, they show all the ratings that Entertainment Weekly gave all these films as they came out. 
And it's <laughs> super, super funny. <laughs> so not there's not a single ever it's it's a page of A's and B's. Iron Man 2 managed to eke out a C plus, but it's the all of the Marvel movies have not earned less than a B minus uh, in the eyes of Entertainment Weekly. And it's so funny because you know, like if Iron Man 2 came out today, it would definitely be a B. Like that that was before people <laughs> knew that like all right, you got to get on board with this, okay? You, this is what you're doing now. You are promoting the MCU now. Like, th- that was before then. Right. So Iron Man, yeah, it's before Disney owned them, frankly, yeah. to be honest yeah. with you. It's before the purchase happened. Um, Iron Man 3 gets an A-, minus, but uh, Iron Man 2 gets a C+. Plus. That is interesting. Um, uh, uh, look, it, the, the, like, yeah, and it's also funny to look down the list at the Rotten Tomatoes scores on the uh, on the right side. Yeah, yeah, they seem to tick up. Um like, I can understand really like Iron Man, but then at a certain point, you're giving, like, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, 92, Black Panther, yeah. 97, like, one of the greatest films of all time, apparently. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's so shameless, but it is funny. I didn't expect, but the Gardens of the Galaxy 2 one kind of interesting to me, because as far as, like, Entertainment Weekly goes, they basically gave it an F, a B minus, Metacritic, which is... Ratings seem a lot more honest. Gave it a 67. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, 83. Um, pretty high. Yeah. Uh, the, the the spread between Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic is uh, pretty interesting. It's a pretty interesting thing, actually, because uh, one of these websites is more in bed with the movie studios, and one of the websites is not quite so much. Uh Anyway, let's, uh, let's just move forward here. Uh, but, you know, Rotten Tomatoes... Is an arm of movie marketing. Yes. Uh, it's designed so that everything gets 100. Um, so then there's there's a curve and it curves toward 100. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on the next page, this is actually interesting. I learned some uh, some things from this page. I learned that these movies are not coming out in chronological order. Apparently, <laughs> like even the ones that take place like in the modern day, the modern era, even the ones that are connected to each other directly, are not coming out in chronological order. It's amazing. This- this is another one of these things, and this whole thing kind of has the vibe of, like, this is the PDF you would get to get on, like, a, like, conference call about the earnings <laughs> for, like, Marvel for the year or something. Like, this kind of, like, feels like one of those things where this is, like, an internal document uh, explaining away some of the continuity issues. This whole thing feels like an internal document. Like, what is – like, why is Entertainment Weekly writing <laughs> Yes. <this>? Like, <laughs> like, like, they're writing it to give – to to fans so that they can go and see the movie like when entertainment weekly used to be about like reviewing the movies maybe yeah giving some previews seeing what's going on they would talk shit about like if they were on a set that was chaotic they would mention it it wouldn't just be like just a shilly kind of thing but yeah here, here we are and so I think it's interesting, like, you know how people always talk about how, like, the news, especially on Fox News, can sometimes just be for the, like, only for Trump to see? You know what I mean? Like, this idea that they know he's watching shows, and so it's for an audience of one. I think a lot of entertainment publications are that way now. Like, this issue of Entertainment Weekly is just for the audience of Disney. It's so that Disney sees it and is, like, happy with the work they did and continues to give them access. This is this is for an audience of one, and it's, it's Bob Iger who's the audience. <laughs> audience <laughs> and so a couple of things i want to point out from this um chronology like again 
the end of Iron Man, Tony Stark, Tony depowers while Pepper Potts powers up. Like the end of Iron Man three, that's like you know fifteen movies ago almost. <laughs> like, like like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven major movies ago. Tony Stark had his ending already, so that's sad. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very long time. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. The summary is like. Um, the Guardians meet and prevent Kree radical Ronan the Accuser from desor- destroying Xandar with the Power Stone. Like, again, like, it's weird that there's an entire planet of humans and just that's just a thing. But it's also weird that there is, like, no Thanos in this chronology. Like, it's supposed <laughs> to all be leaning up to Thanos, but it's all been building to this. <laughs> like, And he's nowhere in there whatsoever. Like, Wasp gets more mentions. The first Wasp gets more mentions. <laughs> And him, uh, like Tony Stark's parents, like they get mentioned. This grant, well, it's like Chekhov's gun. Like you know, like if you want to have Chekhov's gun, goes that if you want to have a gun in the third act, don't show the gun at all, so nobody knows about the gun yet, right? Yeah, and like the real thing is, like, so one villain that does keep coming back is like Hydra. Like, if why isn't Hydra like the big the main the villain, main yeah, villain of Infinity War? Like, that would make a lot more sense. Like, they have to have a world war global fight, and even if like Hydra was like teaming up with Thanos, whatever the fuck, like that would at least bring some like consistency to it, some internal logic to it. Like, okay. Or, you know, do what DC is doing, where the bad guys team up together and form, like, all the bad guys from all these movies who aren't dead, what if they all teamed up and came back? Like, that would be kind of fun, cool, wouldn't be a good movie, but it would, like, but you wouldn't have to spend half the movie explaining who fucking Thanos is, at least, if that happened. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, let's move along to this next page here, which, again... This is incomprehensible (laughs) and really, really looks like something, like I said before, that you would give, like, investors to look at. (laughs) Like, this is really a PowerPoint presentation slide uh, explaining to people who don't understand um, who all these characters are. And so funny because there's a key. So it's like a map where it's, like, bubble. Like, it's everybody's face in a circle. Like, all the... How they're all connected. All the all-connecting lines going to one another. And it's color-coded. So the colors are red for romance a red dash line for it's complicated black for kills and green for family (laughs) (laughs) um oh excuse me it's purple uh, for kills (laughs) on aunt may they have a little text that says unusually attractive aunt (laughs) and i'm like first of all like I guess she's unusually attractive for Aunt May, but, like, are ants typically, like, not attractive <laughs> yeah. at all? Like, I never really thought about, like, ants as being any kind of age, really. Uh, uh, anyway, let's move along here because this is just getting to be fucking torture at this point, David. <laughs> oh, I'm, Look at this I'm, shit for I'm so long. No, I'm just joking. Fun. It's just it's so funny. Like, so, again, we have the Nova Corps on the left side, yep. and they're just people. <laughs> and they look exactly like all the other humans. And then and they had to point out that, like, Betty Ross and Thunderbolt Ross aren't related to Everett K. Ross from. <laughs> I've never made that connection before, actually. So, so uh, good on good. good on Entertainment Weekly for you know paying attention. Yeah. Like whoever it, what whatever interns were forced to do this fucking shit. Actually, you know they 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 yeah. they, they, they dug deep. 
look at the uh, at the bottom right of this page. Look at the very complex trademark agreements here. <laughs> like uh, uh, it's like ones owned by Paramount Pictures, like Zola, Strange, Mordo, The Ancient One, Lady Farkin, like late Marvel Studios, Crossbones, like all others. Cro- it's like so many oh different co- uh, copyrights here. It's so crazy. That's, that's that's funny. That's funny. So that's why we didn't haven't seen the Red Skull back yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's owned by some weird. Uh, Anyway, so Paramount, apparently, all right. Now we see a lot of uh, props. Oh, this, this, all oh, none of them look cool. Like absolutely, none of them look cool at all. Like even like Winter Soldier's like moleskin notebook, <laughs> like pre weathered <laughs> notebook. But like even like the Infinity Gauntlet. Like I've seen, I I remember like seeing it in the comic and just thinking it's so yeah. fucking rad and cool. It looks small. It looks small. It looks misshapen. It doesn't look yeah. like nothing about it looks good. It doesn't look ancient. It just looks like fake. It looks like from like medieval times or something. Yeah. Like it's really, uh, these just look like toys. Like they like do look toy. like what you would buy, like, like toys. Like especially like look at Shuri's Black Panther. Oh yeah. Which by the way, this is also very funny because it's like, they do the same thing with the the Star Wars movies with like Han's famous dice <laughs> or whatever. Like they think that we have like some attachment to like what ob- objects these characters have, and I just have no idea. Like Shuri's headgear gauntlets. Yeah. Like I don't fucking know what that Pym is. Pym particle discs. Pym <laughs> particle discs. Pym's famous particle discs are here. Wow. Like I mean the shield, sure, but like. Like Bucky's notebook, yeah. the Pym particle <laughs> disc, the casket of ancient winters. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the casket of ancient winters, like it's just like a green box that looks plastic. Yeah. <laughs> like they could have made it look cool, but they they did. That looks like that looks like a, that looks like one of the like point cards at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> All right, moving the fuck on. Oh, here we here we get to the really good yeah, stuff. Yeah, here we are. We're at oh, RDJ yeah, we, now. We, we're at the movie stars now. This is what you buy entertainment <laughs> weekly for. You can't just go on Twitter and fucking talk to them or Facebook or whatever. No no no, 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 no. You only get to you only get to hear what the movie stars really feel in these you know magazine interviews that come out three months after they uh, did them. Actually, so <laughs> access to celebrities is famously difficult to get now. So uh, uh, you have to get it from a magazine. Uh, celebrities are not more available than they've ever been before uh, in our lives. Uh, so let's get into it here. Um, like, there's uh, only really one thing I found super interesting. That's the first question. Um, <laughs> in the last few movies, Tony, Tony has been trying to find a way out of the hero game. Is that still where he is? Well, let's compare him to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then honestly, I wish that the rest of these two pages was just blank, yes. <laughs> just, just gray. That's the whole interview. <laughs> if I was going to not be playing Tony for the next 10 years, I wouldn't be doing it with no plan of what to do instead. So he's just basically saying, he's just like, I don't want to play this fucking character anymore. Like, don't ask me what Tony Stark <laughs> yes. thinks about anything. Yeah. It, please, at the uh, end, please. at the end, he actually does plead, um, when I'm done with this, if you hear I'm not taking a break, call me and tell me I'm crazy. <laughs> like, he literally uh, pleads uh, with the interviewers, like, you know what? If you hear me doing Avengers fucking five, because he does reveal <laughs> that he ha- is doing Avengers three and four um, back to back and Dr. Doolittle with, uh, with his wife as the, as the producer, which is nice, <laughs> which is nice. I think, that's, I think that's cute. That's a good move for him. But he says, you know, yeah. if I... 
and keep doing this, that means I'm about to head to a relapse. And please help he me. Slit the, he slipped the reporter like a note being like, like please, like they won't let me stop. <laughs> like, they, like they have my wife. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so this is, there is something annoying on here um, that I want to just address for nerddom. They've been calling Bucky the White Wolf, which if you listen to our Black Panther podcast you know that the white wolf is like a really cool character that priest created who was basically like the wakandan cia he was a white guy raised in the um wakandan throne yeah. he's an orphan and he was kind of like he was the antagonist to t'challa but also like all he wanted really to do was to serve him but t'challa was like you know i don't want this fucking spec ops guy working for me and my king but now they just made the white wolf bucky and it's like a reference without meaning they've just called they're just calling him that but there's no like what name's available let's just use that yeah, one. like it, it, it's what you used to do in comic book movies like back in the day like mr zazz is like in the first batman movie but it's just a guy he's just a hitman instead yeah. of the actual character so this is just like marvel kind of phoning it the fuck in i don't know maybe priest got some money out of it so then that's good yeah that'd be nice um I mean, this is fine. They like recommend some comics there. I got no problem with that. Those are all decent. I comics, do have so. a problem with it because all all of them, except for maybe maybe the, like the Ultimates, have come out in like the past like five years. Like it's all like <laughs> super recent stuff. For some reason, it's so bizarre. You know, these characters have been around for sixty years. Yeah, but all the recommendations are stuff are for stuff for people who still work for Marvel. Hmm. <laughs> so interesting. How interesting. How interesting. Um, all right, you got me on board. I don't like that either now. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next page here to the they don't need oh, savings this, section. This is so good. And this is so good. Oh, boy. So yeah. I just want to point out that, you know, they don't need saving. From background <laughs> to badass, finally, female characters get the treatment they deserve. And we want more. Now, I, I, I went into this skeptical, but then they actually start off by saying, like, you know, they're not talking about movies in general. They're not dismissing movies like Resident Evil or Underworld. They're actually saying, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe itself is getting better at using women. I'm like, I'm on board with that. Like, that's cool. Like, that, that the Dana Swartz, props to you for not just repeating the Disney narrative that they're the first to ever do anything and they haven't been the problem. But the issue is, like, these are the only... Like like the only pages where they actually talk to any of the women in this magazine, <laughs> besides like or about them, yeah, yeah. like besides like a, a, the couple of quotes from Scarlett Johansson we talked about. So <laughs> it's like these strong women character. Here's their little section. Yeah, it's, here's it's, their special roped off area. Like it, it's so fun. it's so small too. It's like yeah, it's like it's like half a page and then just like a sliver on the next page. Oh no, and but most of it is the picture. The, the pictures yeah. is bigger <laughs> than the actual art. It's so funny. I'm, but you know, yeah. it's cool. A lot of those women are cool. Um, Sarah Johansson isn't, but uh, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, Tessa Thompson, she's cool. Um, yeah, they're all cool. They're good characters, but like, even in this, they're getting kind of short shrift, and they still haven't made like a Black Widow movie. As much as I dislike Scarlett Johansson, like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever that there's not a Black Widow yeah. movie. And it is funny that they 
have about four paragraph space for the like the the women's corner of the issue and then like you turn the page and it's like mostly it's all just Stan Lee's cameos yes, all Stan- like, with a with a gigantic border around it like just of empty space yes exactly like so I'm at, you're looking at the PDF I have the actual magazine and it's like one side and the other and it's like yeah the Stan Lee part is bigger than the text for the where they interview like the women like we're talking about like you know movie scars like they they Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> Tessa Thompson, Zoe Saldana, who's in so much fucking shit, and like they they all combined don't get as much space as pictures of Stan like, Here's Lee. the bad old guy who like has a bad line in every yes. movie. Yeah, didn't <laughs> the weird guy, like the guy who like always takes you out of the movie in Thor Ragnarok. Look at him. That's fucking. Don't do that to Stan Lee. That's not respectful to dress him like that. That's fucked Didn't up. Did he get me too as well? I think he got me too, but I think he's also going to die of pneumonia oh, pretty okay. soon. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. he's uh fuck Stanley. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next. By this by the time this comes out, he will have died. So uh, we also do remember fondly Stanley and Stanley, uh, you know, um, taught me how to be. Weird. Yes. <laughs> All right. And so next we have, you know, reminiscing about Iron Man 2 and how they didn't know it was going to be this big, huge thing, which I guess is honest and true. And like, this is probably what like a real magazine would do, like talk to some of the people who were on the ground at the beginning just to get their perspective. But again, it's like, it's very short. There's not really anything like significant there. Um, and, you know, we can just move on. Like, fuck it. Who cares? It's just boring. Yeah. It's boring. Like, like Marvel did think it was going to be successful. You know what I mean? Like, maybe like like John Favreau didn't, but Avi Arad, like, did and had a plan to do it. You know what I mean? Like, they very specifically wanted to, like accomplished this specific thing and then did it so like i don't know like i don't really buy the like you know the retroactive narrative that like we were just these guys you know like we didn't know what we were doing it's like you had a plan to do this (laughs) so then there's another sliver for the wakandans where they just talk about what doesn't fit anymore wean to wakanda so they have to have chadwick boseman and, and deny talking in character about their characters, about what the Infinity War movie that they won't actually see until, like, you know, it comes out means for their characters. And it's like, it's just fucking yeah. it's worthless, worthless. What's next to it, yeah. though, is the funniest saddest most disturbing thing i've oh ever my God. thought about in my entire life this little profile of the fucked up thing james this Gunn his brother. His brother. oh my <laughs> god it's okay folks in case you didn't know all right so in most movies you probably assume that you know when you have a full cgi character you've seen the tennis ball right you've seen the tennis ball yeah. on the stick guy holds yeah. the tennis ball on the stick that's it yeah it's a nothing. It's not a real. It's a. It's a non-human object. Yeah, it's just you know something just standing there for the character for the actors to look at. What James Gunn has done to his brother, his own flesh yeah. and blood, in order <laughs> for a Rocket Raccoon, he makes him crouch down in a green suit, crouch down at Rocket Raccoon level and pretend to be him. Yeah. In all those fucking scenes, in all it's those not movies. usable either. Like he's wearing like a little green suit. That's not like usable. You can't like make green like invisible or something. Like you're still just you're not using the footage with the brother in it. And then Bradley Cooper comes in and just does like the most basic, like come on, like give me a stogie or yes. whatever. And so Bradley like, Cooper gets all the credit while James Gunn like just puts his brother through hell. Like 
he will li- li- literally have an injury from this, like no doubt. Like he will be yeah physically debilitated from doing <laughs> this fucking thing for his brother because he trusts his asshole brother James Gunn and and like the explanation for it is like what he was on the Scooby Doo set and he thought like. Yeah. It didn't work on Scooby Doo, so we need, we need, like Matthew Lillard had difficulty acting on the Scooby Doo set, so uh, we have to do this. Like, oh my god! Like it's the most fucked up thing, like in the yeah. world, and I I can't imagine that uh, Clark uh, Collis, who wrote this up, didn't think that, and that's why it's so big on the page. <laughs> like, it, like yeah, Chad, yeah, Black Panther, Chad with Bozeman, blah 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 made a billion dollars we'll give that a little sliver but we're going to give like two-thirds of a page to uh pointing out that james gunn is a fucking sociopath who uses his filmmaking as an opportunity to torture his own flesh and blood you see my brother is nothing he's one of the nothing people so i can use him uh, as an object uh he has no other choice (laughs) oh my god it's so sad Uh, so moving on wow moving on uh to kevin uh Kevin Fiji. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I mean, look, this is like, again, this is just materials for investors. Like, I don't care about Kevin Fage. I don't care about Kevin uh, uh, Fage. Uh, what is it? Fage? Kevin. It was, the, the only interesting thing in this is like, this is supposed to be an interview, right? They're supposed to be talking one on one, and he's listing all the movies that are coming out. He says, we, you know, starting Captain Marvel, Ant Man, and Ant Man and the Wasp, Untitled Avengers, <laughs> and the next Spider Man. <laughs> like, does he actually call it Untitled Avengers? To yes, I'm I'm sure oh, he geez. does. Uh, also, like you know, uh, this guy, like the picture here in the middle of the page of like him, like excitedly talking to a very. Uh, tolerating him, yes. Paul Rudd. <laughs> like Paul Rudd is very much tolerating him. I'm like that is probably a pretty good example of what his responsibility is on set, which is to like go talk to the actors and you know annoy them, but they have to talk to him because he's literally their boss. And, and you know, shouts to Anthony Bresnikan. He keeps he keeps asking him questions about Black Panther and shit like that because it's big and it's like. And it, it, it's clear that he, uh, Kevin uh, Fujiwara does not want to talk about it at all. They're annoyed. They're annoyed that Black Panther is as big as it is when uh, Event or Avengers is coming out. Yeah. All right. So then they talk about Spider-Man's homecoming twists, which I didn't know existed. But apparently the shocking twist is that uh, Michael Keaton has a black daughter. Okay. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Tom Cruise. I remember entertainment. The twist was miscegenation. Yes. I remember. Um, <laughs> I remember. So moving on, they talk about who almost played these characters. Emily Blunt was almost Black Widow. Improvement. Uh, Tom Cruise almost <laughs> Iron Man. Mm, not not improvement. I thought at the time I remember Tom Cruise wouldn't have been on the on the wires all. He would have worn the suit. He would have insisted that he was always wearing <laughs> the suit. He would have made <laughs> them build him a real rocket propel suit. I don't care if it's safe. I don't care if it's ready. I'm going to do this. I'm just not going to do it unless I can fly in a suit. Like, <laughs> uh, t- actually. That would have been amazing. <laughs> it would have been really amazing to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, uh, Tom Hilston was almost Thor, which I didn't, I don't see at all. But like, you know, I, I, whatever, yeah. uh, I guess. Um, th- I mean, actors can do like he just would have gone to the gym a lot. He would just look different now. All right, and so we're at the 
Josh Brolin interview for uh, Thanos, and they ask him the funniest fucking question. Um, you're playing a purple space tyrant, <laughs> but does Thanos have a correlation to a type of person who exists in the real world? <laughs> <laughs> Josh, please just say he's Trump. Please just say he's Trump. Please just say he's Trump. <laughs> does he have? Does he maybe remind? So weird skin color, uh, bombastic guy, tyrant. Does he remind you of anyone, Josh? <laughs> and Josh just dodges it because he probably votes for Josh. Is like. <laughs> This is funny. He's like, that's an interesting question because I'm the least educated person you'll meet when it comes to this stuff. So funny. He's like, I actually, uh, I don't know anything about Trump. And he says, <laughs> I don't follow, I don't follow and it. He says he knows nothing about Thanos either. It's so funny too. <laughs> uh, in fact, I, I don't, I don't even want to do this interview. This is not interesting to me and I don't like the Yeah, Avengers. and and they get, so Thanos' plan is to kill not everyone on Earth, but half the people on Earth, which actually makes him less bad than like some of the people he's are, the Avengers have already yeah, Ultron was yeah. worse. Ultron is worse than Thanos, like whose grand plan is to still just kill the Earth, uh, whatever. whatever. So he says, you know, and Josh Brolin actually says, you know, from the scientific standpoint, that actually makes you know sense or whatever. So Josh Brolin is really fucking dumb. Um, he's he's a dumb person. <laughs> I don't actually follow politics, and you know what? It might be a good idea to kill everyone, <laughs> half everyone. Um, yeah, all right, and uh, yeah, they point out that. <laughs> Thanos looks like a fucking idiot, and a ne- and <laughs> and Josh Brolin's like, and you know what? That's great. That's a great perception of the people have. But he's actually like super, super intelligent too. <laughs> uh, there's nothing interesting going on there. There's actually a Jim Starling interview, which is really uh, next page, next page. Um, yeah, yeah. They have a little blurb on the Marvel shows, and it's so funny because Jeff Loeb has to um, explain why. <laughs> None of these actual actual characters, actual superheroes that count are ever on any of his fucking shows. <laughs> and he's like, you know, when you're telling a confined sequel se- season of a show, it's really important that the audience get immersed in the characters themselves. And not so much whether or not there's going to be a guest star. So basically what he's saying is he couldn't even get like the shittiest uh, <laughs> underling from one of these movies to be on his show. Even Don Cheadle said yes. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I, the Jim Starlin interview is okay. I wish they would have asked him uh, how much he's getting yes. paid for uh, <laughs> for this Avengers film. Um, but they either left that one out or didn't ask it. Um, uh, Marvel one-shots, no one cares. No one cares. Um, on changing, so um, prospect, they show some of the artwork for what the characters almost looked like, and they still almost look exactly the same. So I, Yeah, they look like, exactly like that. I guess they only pursued one kind of look, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they they, ra- they then, rank the bad guys. Um, they, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Loki's number one. Okay. Eric Killmonger's number two. Hella. So the one that came out like two weeks ago, like in the, in this series of this series of films, it's like 19 films, the second best villain is the one that came out like two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, um, nothing really interesting there, except for, like, Alexander Pierce, Captain Winter Soldier. He's number seven, so I guess that's pretty high. I'm like, uh, <laughs> is, was he? <laughs> like, I was going to say, on the next page here, Coulson. Remember when everyone yes. gave a shit about Agent <laughs> Coulson? <laughs> Ten years ago. <laughs> Remember when anyone gave a fuck about the Agent Coulson character? Oh um 
Joss Whedon's self-insert in uh, Avengers. Yeah, remember when he died and it was supposed to be a big deal in the film and then they just gave him his own TV show? Apparently he's just been like, like no one knows he's still alive for somehow. Yeah, I guess he's just on the TV show. That's like, what a fucked up, I mean, I guess it's cool for that guy, like he gets to be the star of a TV show and that's great, but like, what a fucked up thing to like, you're in a movie series, everyone's like, he's like the secret, like everyone like loves this guy, he's like secretly the star of this huge movie series, like shuffle him over to TV. (laughs) 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 Oh God. All right, and then finally, we get to the extra credits, which, you know, good good, good organization, uh, Entertainment Weekly. You know, yeah. this is the post-credit scene, and you put it at the Easy. end. All right, good. And um, number they ranked them for some fucking reason. I don't know why. Because yeah. like, you got to rank everything. That's what these mag... It just is, like, the best ones. Um, I mean, I, I mean... I, I don't like any of the post credit sequence. The only good one at all was Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man. Um and that that gets second to the fucking shawarma is uh just just crazy. Yeah, like the only one like they, they only start like people like they've become a thing in of themselves, which is so weird. Like the point is to like yeah. give a teaser to move the story forward because you're not gonna you're supposed to not see this stuff for like another two years. But when you're the funniest one was toward the end, like when uh, uh when they showed like Thor's hammer, I think at the end of Captain America, and it's like so the reveal is that a Thor movie is coming out. Like we know that you've yeah. announced the <laughs> Thor movie. You know what I mean? Like, it it was surprising in Iron Man because you're like, whoa, holy fuck. Like, there's like the Avengers are going to happen, but these, like, now it's just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, we know what the slate is going to be. You announced like 20 films three years ago. And I do have to say, you know, give credit to um, Justice League. Um, They did show us Deathstroke. We didn't think, we didn't know if that was still happening, but, you know, they reassured us that Deathstroke was still a thing. So. Props to Justice League and yeah. DC. DC is just um, better. I, I think that's what this you know, show has um, shown definitively. You're not going to catch me giving no, 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 no. That's not fair. Like DC is better overall, but the DC Cinematic Universe is just trying to become the Marvel Universe now, and it's actually a really sad thing to witness. It's it's, it's on the track to being just as bad. Justice League was very yeah, very it bad. was bad. Uh, that bad, was a bad, bad movie. movie. But I feel like Superman versus Batman is still better than all of those movies I was just talking about. Like, of course, but close. but that's the gold standard. They're never like they they are striving to be what we were just talking about, and they're going to get closer and closer to that. As I don't see here's. It. I don't think it's possible. I think like Marvel <laughs> because you had to lock those people in those contracts at a certain time and yeah, certain age, like I don't think they can capture that exploitative magic again like yeah, after the they fact. can't that that that's lightning in a contractually obligated bottle <laughs> <laughs> like now everyone going in knows what they're getting into any actual movie stars are going to demand to be paid like movie stars and it's just not gonna work out um that way thankfully, thankfully. but then on the other hand yeah on the other hand you know i will say that like the studios kind of hold all the cards in this like they have they're designing these movies so that the actors are more interchangeable. Like you could put anyone in the Captain America costume. That's like that's the whole point of why they want these movies to be popular is to like de-emphasize the individual movie star. That's also why they want the Star Wars these franchises where the you know the costume is actually the star, not the person. 
All right, so we got through it all 40 fucking pages <laughs> of this reading experience, which we uh, yeah. created ourselves, you know. Wow, I, I wonder if it was really just like reading for our <laughs> listeners at home. As I said, um, don't click that link at the bottom. It's not necessary. <laughs> if you, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, thank you so much for listening to Skull Session. Have a good one. Cyberpunk dystopia stoner internet occult late capitalist adjective known Russian bot disinfo podcast. The future is now and it sucks. The algorithm is horny but has no desire. We desire to be like it. We offer ourselves up to the invisible machinery of late capitalism, hoping to make it horny for our content, our data, our entire lives and humanity. It's terrible. It's kind of sexy. Listen to Homo Vulgaris. Embrace gay space third impact luxury anime t-shirt communism. Better living through death drive army. Homo vulgaris. Available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else fine podcasts are found. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or strugglesession.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.